Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 215. What's going on, bro? Dude, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> Dude, this is a, a nice painting husky, of, man. Uh, painting, you know, what kind of dog is this with the different colored eyes? And, uh... Oh, yeah, dude, you know what? I just learned about that, man. What is that called? Um, some kind of a um, sheep herding dog, I think. Uh, anyway, I, yeah. I'm showing James a, uh, a commissioned painting that I did for this guy. of a, um, I guess it's like a sheep herding dog or something like that. It has uh, one eye that's like a, you know, kind of it's a called a, orange. It's called, it's called heterochromia, apparently. Oh, so the dog has heterochromia. All right. Yeah. But um, hey, uh, our guest is in the room today, man, and I don't want to keep him well, waiting. Dude, we're not going to so. keep this guy waiting. Bring him in. All right. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Love this guy. Hey. Yes. All right. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice to see you too. Thank you, Mrs. Ditch. I was having the same issue. You know, James Town trying to tell me, oh, you need to do this, you need something, you're doing something wrong. I was having the same problems you have connected to audio, okay? So um, no worries. We didn't have these problems five years ago, man. Yeah, I haven't asked much of these to be honest. Yeah, the Zoom meeting. Yeah. Sometimes it's golden though, you know, it allows you to to be able to reach people that uh, normally you wouldn't be able to reach, you know? Yeah. Um, it's been good for guys that don't necessarily uh, want to actually be in the same room with you, you know, like kind of maybe sketched out about their identity, you know, uh, illegal stuff or whatever. So um, yeah. it's been good like that. But then there's times where like this, you know, I'm sitting there going, dude, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't have this happening with, with ditch. Okay. Nah, <laughs> no, no, no. I took my fork and I was like digging it into my leg going, ah, ah. Thanks for joining Thank us today, so bro. Much. Thanks yeah, for joining us today. Definitely. Where are you? Uh, are you? I guess it looks like maybe your studio. Are you in your yeah, studio right now? My creative room, collectible room. This is where I do oh, all the work. Dude, those um, are those Bubba Fett masks? Yeah, helmets. Wow. Nice. Another Star Wars fan, man. Nice. I have a little collection going. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. awesome, we have, we, dude. I've been noticing that a lot of uh, uh, street and graffiti artists are uh, Star Wars fans, man. It's like a, it's like a common theme. I wonder if that's an age thing or is it just because uh, uh, I feel like it's. I mean, it is definitely cool. You, you know, a bunch of old white dudes. Is that what you're trying to say, James? <laughs> huh? 
Yeah, I didn't say that. I, I don't I mean, think it's definitely my generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Fitch, where's your studio? Uh, are you like in downtown LA or where are you? Like, what area I mean, are you in? I'm in Hollywood. Really nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, I'm here by Universal, not too far out. <laughs> oh wow, dude! I was like ready to you know make the trek and and everything to come in for the uh, you know for the studio, um, you know in person uh, thing. But our uh, our production guy, like I said, he's. Uh, you know, actually might be able to get him back sooner, but um, yeah, if we're going to come do something like that, we want to make sure we got, you know, everything, you know, done pristine and, and perfectly because uh, you need to make that kind of effort, you know, with someone like you, especially, we want to make sure that we got everything as good as it can possibly be. Um, Why don't we give a little introduction, man? I mean, you know, you know, Ditch 66 is from... Wait a second, is that how you pronounce it? How yeah. you supposed to pre- Ditch? I just, you know, drop the I, add the Y. Just okay, like that. Very, you know, the I was just too, it, it was just too basic next to the T, too similar. And it, it just didn't have a flow that I liked. Mm. So I switched it to the Y and yeah. So you used to have it man. as an I, huh? Okay, well, there you go, man. We're uncovering yeah. new stuff here, man. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, well, when you're when you're a graffiti writer, you know, um, sometimes there's certain letters that just don't look good together no matter what fucking style you try to to do them in right right. yeah definitely a little bit of that too i'd have to say ditch where are you from uh so i'm i'm from la uh my family's from arizona new mexico we ended up out here in venice in the 40s wow Um, so i've been a beach kid my family's all from venice uh nice neighborhood you know whatnot um my dad was a surfer i was a, i'm a surfer nice love you guys yeah. even more yeah <laughs> so i've been uh up and down the coast my whole life from here to redondo and uh i've just kind of bounced around all over la and uh my graffiti actually came from the beach didn't really come from graffiti so uh explain that for a second uh <clears throat> I used to surf this break. Uh, it's called the break wall. It's right between Redondo and Hermosa. Mm-hmm. In the eighties, it was more, uh, more territorial. You couldn't really just go surf there unless you knew somebody. Uh, Yikes. A lot of Hawaiians, you know, Japanese, Filipino, Samoan. Uh, so I grew up with all these guys there and uh, surfed there my whole life. The South Bay, more like uh, at the avenues. I, I had another group of friends that I surfed with over there. But uh, these guys that I used to paddle out with, you know, they were um, they were a couple generations older from us, some of, uh, older than us. Some of them were from the islands, and uh, yeah, I I, uh, I remember just hanging out with those guys growing up. And then one day we went out, and the whole break wall was just done up. They did. Uh, they had a surf company called Blue Pacific Surf, and uh, okay, I've heard about they, that. Uh, they did full spell outs on the break wall with TNC characters on the end, just the full production. And I was just blown away. And uh, that kind of started me off right there, just getting inspired by it. And we would always go out on the break wall and just tag and practice and whatnot. And then uh, some of my other buddies were from like Carson, Wilmington area, uh, Kaya boys, uh, D2DIS, these these different uh riding crews from out there i used to be in those crews originally and uh those were the same guys i went out in the water with but then they were 
uh, you know, they were bombing out that way too, where I think like Dream and Green and all the trains were at the time. So that's that's kind of another side. So I would hit trains and then it just kind of bounced around until I, I started coming out to LA to do graffiti, like, you know, Hollywood or downtown LA or whatnot. Okay. Well then, yeah. so before that, were you doing, what kind of artwork were you doing before the, um, you got hooked up with these crews? Uh, I mean, I've always been drawing, you know, since I could hold a pencil pretty much. Uh, okay. I got into, you know, hip hop and graffiti and breaking and whatnot around 84. Uh, got into graffiti around 87 okay. um, in, in junior high. And then, uh, all the way through pretty much what was the what was the first uh name you were writing shit i don't even remember uh wow i think it was a maze a maze that's yeah. interesting yeah i think a maze uh what else nothing when else you were, when you were writing a maze it was with the uh the krylon with just the, the shitty like uh you know stock caps yeah, I used to uh I used to still spray paint out of my dad's workshop and just uh, you know, just go tag on random stuff wherever I could find, go on little missions and you ever get busted for that? Did he ever find out? Uh he, I mean in my teens, yeah, a couple times. But by that time he was already like, you know, you're on your own. So I had to sit that one out a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, most of my troubles, my, yeah, I guess most of my trouble was probably my late teens to my mid twenties. And then, uh, and then, um, yeah. Did you, were there any um, uh, interactions with the uh, uh, enforcement, law enforcement officers? Um, yeah, I, I got caught a couple of times. It, uh, now back then, what was what was it like when you got caught? Because these days, you know, you've over four hundred dollars worth of, you know, if they have to spend more than four hundred dollars to clean it up or do whatever, it's a fucking felony. Right. Uh, so you back know, then, um, court fees, probation fees, probation, um, Caltrans, <laughs> all the good <laughs> stuff, pretty much. Like, yeah, it sucked. It was just like. A lot. I didn't have hours. I had days. Oh, so it, fuck. it was. Yeah. You know, like here, like you have 375 days and, uh, you know, a year and a half oh. to do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn, dude. So you, you couldn't take off time. You know, you, you could barely even have a life. So, yeah. Fuck. So that, you know, that was part of it. I mean, we were. uh that seems like a good way to kind of curb the, you know, the appetite for it because, you know, I guess these days it's more about money and, and charges and stuff and maybe community service. But, man, I, I mean, I only got caught one time and luckily it wasn't up on a billboard or anything. It's just in these stupid little signs. And, um, you know, they were trying to say that uh, they had to buy a whole new sign or whatever. And so they were trying to add it up to over 400 and get me for a felony. Um yeah, but uh, I didn't know that they had changed it. I guess it was not long after I got started. Um, they went after um, Revoke. Mm -hmm. And that's, I guess, when they started changing the laws and making them, you know, more money, you know, and, and charges oriented than the, the time. Um, so I mean, they, were still, they were still trying to do that with me. But I mean, it was probably my first 
time getting caught for vandalize, uh, vandalism. So I think the second one was definitely going to lead to a felony because the first one's always a misdemeanor. It's just kind of the catch, you know, they want to, mm -hmm. they want to build a case. So yeah, of course, vandalism, uh, man, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Vandalism, you know, yeah. art, vandalism, you know, I mean, they, they got a fucked up dictionary if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I got busted at the Venice pavilion back in the day. Even though there's full-on productions there, whatnot, everybody's just writing, and it's just yeah. kind of one of those things. When you said beach, when you said like beach sections earlier, I thought you meant like those Venice pillars, where it's kind. Of, I thought it was like open to just kind of let people do whatever they want. Is that not true? The pavilion, yeah, yeah. It 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 was. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, it was kind of like not that many people went there to have like picnics anymore it was kind of turning into this like uh thing where the homeless were just kind of taking over it and uh you couldn't really use it anymore and then everybody started painting inside and there was so much artwork in there it was just kind of hit or miss if they wanted to be a dick or not and just take mm -hmm. you interesting but yeah i got i got community service out of that it was a joke like yeah that, that that's interesting man now, oh boy they that. saved the world that fucking day huh Woo, yeah thank goodness. Right? <laughs> they just want, you know some cops they just want to pick on people for sure and they're having a they make a quota or something like that you know but um let me ask you man when you first got into uh graffiti man i mean it was through hip-hop basically right what was some of the music you were listening to uh, uh back then like what kind of uh hip-hop you know got you back uh, were you into like when it first started off um i mean i pretty much listened to it all uh okay trying to think of like who that's a good moment. artist you know you don't want to limit like yourself i, said, I like early, that. early pioneers man i love that because i feel like you know nowadays <clears throat> people always talk about the golden age of hip-hop around 96 and that's when i grew up like that's when all, all the hip-hop that i was listening to but you know there's like people like rakim and fat boys and all those kind of people that kind of get like left out of the conversation man but they were highly influential to like the rappers of my day like you, you know what i mean so uh no that's uh, a little sidebar speaking of growing up um james here just turned 40 isn't that cute um and i'm i'm 54 like what what age range are you uh ditch uh 49 49 yeah. okay very good so yeah i so, guess I, I would have been listening more to 80s hip-hop but it's like i'm thinking about it and it's, it's like it's in a different way because there wasn't mainstream hip-hop yet there was only that only that type of hip-hop at the time you know so yeah i mean definitely like rakim is one for sure uh guru is another one um i feel like ll was kind of like a little bit mainstream in the 80s already right you, you know what i mean like there was some kind of hip-hop yeah. well the internet hadn't out. you know the internet hadn't really happened yet the internet i think is what brought a lot of this mainstream you know um capability um you gotta listen to hip-hop on am <laughs> back in the back in the day i uh, know well yeah i mean that too but i'm just saying back in the day it was like kind of an underground scene i heard in la and you actually had to listen to it on am radio right so uh, i just want to you know get the listeners kind of into the mind frame of like <laughs> the time what this man had to relate with and what he had to work with exactly yeah definitely man yeah i um, think I think it was hip hop in the beginning. And then, uh, I don't know. I think when it started getting closer to the nineties, I lost interest. I was, uh, 
I was a skater at the time too. So I was probably at that time more influenced by punk rock and thrash, more thrash than anything. Cause I lived in Redondo beach at that time. So, you know, I had like a lot of amazing skaters in that area. And, uh, so now when you say you were a skater, like what, uh, like what kind of things would you do? Cause these days, the kind of stuff these guys do, is just fucking crazy, you know? And that's, I think mainly because they got these foam pits, you know, that they can go shooting off into and they can practice all kind of crazy stuff before they actually have to worry about breaking their body. Yeah. Um, at first it was all street and then I got more into skating ramps and, uh, you know, um, just going out to different locations and finding like either you must like, have busted your ass really fucking hard at some point right yeah i, I screwed my knee up on my 21st birthday horribly <laughs> what were and, you trying to do uh i was skating this i don't know what it was like a big you know like those um i don't know they're just like a giant drain yeah. you know and it, and it kind of has like it's not quite rounded you kind of have to look <laughs> up before you hit. It's angled. Yeah, but it was pretty big. It was about 15, 20 feet on each side. And you could drop oh my it God. from a spot that was even higher. And yeah, I got wobbles when I hit the flat and pretty much just flew into the other side, smacked my knee. Um, you know, a six pack of old English didn't help. Uh, <laughs> So I didn't feel much. I went and skated more after that and woke, <laughs> woke up and my knee, I just had no knee. It was just swollen. It was gone. <laughs> oh my God, dude. You're talking to somebody who's gone through two ACLs now oh. <laughs> and the, uh, the second cadaver ACL is, is I think coming undone, undone now also, but you know, I used to play two man beach volleyball, which Luckily, I realized, you know, I'm a very calculated person that, you know, in order for me to be as good as these guys who are really fucking good, how much time would I have to spend practicing and then finding a good partner and everything? And I was like, you know what? And luckily, the, the, the AVP started losing money like around 1997. And then there's like no uh, prize money for some of the tournaments. And so a lot of guys, you know, just went downhill. And, you know, that kind of helped me to decide, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to destroy my body for, for this. I'm not going to be able to make any money. Screw this. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my knee, my back, uh, my shoulder. Yeah. I feel you, man. So when you're talking about, you know, if you don't understand, so, you know, that haven't had a knee injury. Oh God, man, that can be a motherfucker. So did, did you have to have surgery? What'd you do for your knee? Uh, I didn't have the money to fix it at the time. I just kind oh. of, I sat and rehabilitated and, learn how to walk again basically <laughs> without even having any did you go to the doctor at least um yeah i mean i got it checked out but it was just like it was so swollen at the time and then yeah when it came it came down to it i just i, I didn't have the money to fix it i can't remember what it was exactly so i've just kind of rehabilitated it for the most part uh go to acupuncture and different things like that and that has seemed to help um how's it these days uh, not that bad. Not as bad as it was. Um, I have to say acupuncture has been doing things for me. Um, okay. I have a couple of car, you know, car crash injuries where oh, shoulder, you know, shoulder injury, stuff like that too. It's also fixed that. So, um, yeah, I've just been doing that for the most part and just trying to, you know, well, dude, I'm also kind of feeling myself. because I know these, <laughs> I know these masterpieces that you do yeah. on the street and I know that's got to take its toll you know, 
on your fucking knees and your shoulders and your back, your neck. Yeah, I have sciatica issues, uh, different things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I have to work through all that, kind of pace myself more or less now. I can't I can't, uh, can't really do ladders anymore. It's just like, yeah, it's I got to I got to be careful because it's just been too long doing this too many. Um, I did a lot of commercial advertising for a while, traveled the country doing that. Oh, shit. Um, you know, so I've you mean I've, pieces for advertising like on walls and stuff like, like that? anything you'd see on a billboard. You know, I've I've painted for different companies. Wow. That's kind of what uh, made me start the company that we have now, me and my wife. So, how'd you meet your wife um online <laughs> really random right yeah how um, like uh, a dating site or um yeah just the dating site uh i think it was like that's fucking smart man yeah You're a smart guy i like that it was kind of one of those things where i just didn't have a lot of time to sit around on the computer and do that and just kind of flip through your phone type thing i think it was something and just yeah it was really random she was from here too. I grew up here in Echo Park. Um, yeah, it's kind of randomly bumped into each other. Um, she's into healing. Uh, she's uh, and you can always, we can always use that. God knows that, man. Yeah. So she's been she's been into that business forever, and then um, we decided to take this on and start working for ourselves and and uh, using all those resources, and then we just kind of kept it in house and. It's been me and her working this this whole thing for the last ten years now. Oh man, that's I'm telling you, it may seem yeah. tough at times, but um, you know, if you want to get a job done right, you don't want to listen to some asshole's bullshit. You know, that's the way you do it. You don't have to listen to anybody but yourself. Yeah, for sure. How long have you guys been together? Well, over ten years now, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's like twelve, maybe twelve, thirteen years now. Two thousand thirteen, ten. Yeah, it's about it's about to be, I think, eleven years actually. Dude, cheers, man. Thirteen years. <laughs> you know, these days it's it's uh it's a lot tougher to keep a, a damn relationship or even get one going. And uh, you know, mainly because of the damn internet and all the information that everyone all this extra stuff that people have to think about, you know. Right. Um and also Pornhub. I mean, <laughs> good grief, don't you know that keeps a lot of guys out of relationships, you know, they they uh they think they want to go out and, and meet a girl and, you know, have to go through everything and get to know her just to get laid and just go out and meet a girl, you know, and go home, find her body type on Pornhub and then boing, all done. Thank you. Good night. Cheers. No one wants to hunt anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the effort, right? Like uh, yeah. they're making things so easy for kids growing up these days. I think that eventually the human race is just going to turn into a bunch of fucking spineless blobs, you know? It's going to be all push button, you know, all AI and everything. Just push a button, you know. And well, I don't want to push a button. Well, you just use your voice now. You just talk, you know. Siri, do this, man. Well, yeah. you know, can't you figure out what I fucking want? Do I really have to say something, you know? Like, what the fuck? Are we, you know, what are, we, uh, what are we going to here, you know? <laughs> yes, you agree. Yeah, I can tell. It could. <laughs> it seems like it's going that direction. Well, dude, um, so when you're um, – getting started with the graffiti crews um were there ever any, any like crew battles or anything like that or uh any um territory wars that uh, that you were you know unfortunately uh kind of brought into or um yeah 
That was well, tell the people tell the people what what crew you know Ditch sixty six is from, man. Because I think he might oh, be the 66. first. Oh, sixty six. Yeah, where did the first? Where does sixty six come from? And then the rest of what James was asking. Um, so I uh, a lot of uh, besides you know street and painting trains or whatnot. I I did a lot of freeway graffiti. That was kind of my thing in the nineties. I. I lived by one. I would go out there and practice. Uh, the center dividers were always under construction back then. So we would hang out and party in the middle of the center dividers and just paint for hours and hours, almost till the sun would come down where we'd have to run to get off, you know, before the traffic got bad. But uh, <laughs> so that was kind of my, my thing. I used to love freeways and um I used to be from this crew. Uh, there was two crews that joined together, uh, D D2D and, and DIS. And these were South Bay crews, like Harbor area crews. And we would pretty much bomb like from San Pedro where the freeway end or whatnot right there to downtown. That would be like, if we had battles, mm -hmm. that would, that's where we would battle. And we called that's our- That's the gauntlet. Yeah, we were the 110 Kings back then. And- uh, nice. So that was like, that was where we would bomb and, and D2D was uh, down to destroy and DIS was down in style. So it was down to destroy in style or just different, you know, meanings and whatnot. So that was, um, that was the cruise that I grew up with. And um, that was a lot of different areas to where we broke into chapters where it was like, it spread out to maybe like 50, 100 different chapters for each area. Holy cow yeah and this was kind of around the time when there it was tag banging and a lot of that was going on so it Oof, uh that can get rough yeah it was it was rough we lost we lost some friends from that crew um oh, fuck. at parties you know that we were at just people getting shot God, stabbed geez. all all that you know what i mean all that happened back then and uh did you get shot or stabbed at all um attempted but i i i uh i maneuvered my way out of it <laughs> Woo! damn please tell us that story if you don't mind um i hit somebody in the head with a 40 ounce when they pulled a gun on me nice. um yeah I, I grew up fighting so i it was just kind of something that was um always a part of that yeah um, i understand it so yeah, I mean, we had a lot of those moments and you just kind of had to be just, uh, I don't know, you know, just, it, it was. Poor Ditch, man. You know, he's probably had all kinds of therapy to help him forget all this shit in here. I'm digging it back <laughs> up again, you know? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think we all dealt with it, you know, because it was, it was a different time too. You know, they try to put us all yeah. in, a, in one category, you know, like the the gangs and the graffiti and everything in one in one space, but it's like, they don't realize like, at that time you couldn't really go to jail and tell people you were a graffiti writer like you would just get mobbed that you know the gangs yeah. were not, they weren't having it because you know it's like it's tribal law in that sense and everybody else has obtained that and and had to have a pass or whatnot to go into a neighborhood and here we go just stomping over everything going wherever we want and we're not even thinking about that, you know, and it's like, then you get in a place that you're stuck in that isn't yours, like jail, and it's on. <laughs> fuck, man. So, yeah, they got homies that'll go in there and, you know, get themselves in the fucking yeah. jail just to fuck with you. 
Yeah, I mean, there was yeah. green lights, on, you know, put on on graph riders and whatnot in jail. You know, it's just like all all you know, all hands on deck. Do what you got to do. God damn. So that was just that was kind of that experience back then too. You know, you don't want to get you didn't want to get caught slipping by the cops or the cholos. You just it's just what it was. You know, I don't damn, know, dude. I knew you were an OG, but holy shit cakes, man. I mean, the nineties wow. were. You know, we had the riots. I mean. We went, Shit, in, we went in right after all that and checked all that out. I remember cruising around during the riots and checking all that out. That was that was something right there. You know, we weren't far from South Central and Watts and, and whatnot Ooh, where shit. I was living. So yeah, it was a trip. It was um it was an what interesting What do you remember trip. from that from cruising around, man? To be honest, I was such a little kid at the time. I just remember fires on And TV. I'm from Florida. I'm a I'm a fucking redneck from you know northwest Florida, so you know, I wasn't lucky enough to live out here until much later in life. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's luck. I mean, it's being able to witness it right. But <laughs> I mean, um, dude, I almost got like killed many times in Destin, fucking Florida, by idiots. Okay, so. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I just remember like fires from all over on TV. You know, from like a helicopter view, man. What was it like when you checked out? Was it like a war zone kind of, or? Um... Yeah, I mean, we went. You know, late late teens. I think it was like maybe early twenties. How old are we? Probably late, late teens. I think it was, but uh, yeah, we just, we just went around just looking at everything, watching everybody looting. Like most of it had already happened by the time we had got there, the cops were kind of on everything, but yeah, everything was on fire. Everything was a mess. People really? fighting everywhere. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. It was, uh, we had the other little riot too at B-Boy Summit over in Venice <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers that where they're on the cop cars and whatnot. I'm sure some listeners yeah. do, man. Driving the windows <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, it was. Well, so it was wait, crazy, how did that man. happen? I mean, how did that develop? What are you just talking about? People were just dancing, and I think the cops started pushing people around, and it started getting kind of kind of violent, and people were getting tired of it. And then it just seemed like uh, I was there. I forget where we were painting. We were painting there somewhere for that but not in the main pavilion area. This is when that still had like, it was kind of like, um, uh, what do you call it? It had like a fence around it and it was a little deeper. So you couldn't really see in it unless you walked up to it. So like it all started in there, but I just remember the cop cars getting demolished and broken windows, scribes everywhere. It was just like, yeah, I don't know if they started fighting with the cops or whatnot, but that was one of the last B-Boy summits. I think that was either... <laughs> 89 or 91 i forget which one it was man there is just nothing that makes you feel more like the breakdown of society is, is when you see cop cars just getting totally fucked up you know <laughs> that's that's when you know that man there's just some major fucking shit going down and you better just stay on the lowdown until you know <clears throat> until they ain't blowing up the goddamn cars anymore man that's yeah we never had that in destin florida you know yeah <laughs> Sometimes they deserve it, man. Shit. <laughs> Fucking cops, dude. And, you know, there was there was also, you know, the the really cool part of it all that it's like everything was just kind of being invented as we as we as we went, you know, like it just looking for the spots, the you know, looking for the the graffiti that was up. Like you could only like if you were able to get a book, if someone told you where it was, if you had a picture, it was kind of like you just had to jump jump on a bus and just go look for graph you had to like 
try to find these spots where you could either get these caps or come up on paint or whatever it was. You know, it was just this like very what um what would be the word for it? Uh primitive. Like a new frontier, right? Yeah, like yeah, it was kind of like the Renaissance time of graffiti, more or less. You know, like it's like everything oh, was okay. just there was a lot of things I felt like weren't explored completely. You know, we were making up different types of caps, looking for different things that you could do with, you know, like trying to mix paint with, you know, WD-40 caps, can to can, just, you know, trying to like make shit work with what you had. Nice, and, yeah. Uh, and, you know, that like was- Like MacGyver's. Yeah, that, I think that's that's what I loved about it. I think that's what I fell in love with, that, the size of it. Um you know, like hitting a lot of the roots that everybody that went to school was going to see in the morning. Yeah. And just everybody talking about it at school was pretty fun. That now, as far fun. as styles, um, was, were there any artists that uh, that influenced you either, you know, classic or, you know, uh, not necessarily graffiti artists, but any kind of artwork at all that, that influenced you? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's all over the place. Um, that's cool. That's good, man. Yeah, I mean, um, Dolly, Escher, Geiger. Nice. Um, Ooh, dude, Norman, yeah. Norman Rockwell. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. You know, um, Frank Frazetta. Um, yes. Um, shoot, uh, in, um, oh, what, what, uh, he did like all the, um, the, the muscle women and stuff, right? Uh, what is the, yeah. uh, Molly Hatchet. Molly His Hatchet. apprentice was, uh, what was it, uh, Boris Vallejo. Yes, that's the name yeah. I was trying to think of. Um, nice. Yeah, I like I like to try to like what I can pull from some of those. You know, like if it was Rockwell, I don't want his work ethic. You know, I think that I think that guy was amazing. I I've never seen anybody that has done that much work that no holy shit planned everything staged and nothing oh. for pants. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I was lucky enough to see one of his shows in uh, San Diego. Holy shit. And uh, it was amazing. They had the whole, a whole giant wall of the post, all the post, uh, what was it, the Saturday post or whatnot? Yeah, Saturday evening post. Um, they had like all of them, just one after another on one wall. They had a lot of his really big paintings and different wow, eras. It was, yeah, it was amazing. You know, the guy was, the guy was sick. Yeah, well, and yeah, very much literally sick because you can't be normal and 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 do that much stuff, you know. Like, right. um, you got to be a little bit sick, um, mm -hmm. in order to be great, a great artist, you know. Very. Tiny. You know, I, I think you and I are both pretty damn sick. Um, so what? <laughs> at what point did you were you able to start, um, spray painting to the you know to the detail level that you do these days? Like, when did when were you able to like what caps? Were, uh, or you know, do you use a, a brush at any point doing your pieces? Or I actually had like a fallout moment. I think it might have been at that B Boy Summit. Um, <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> uh, you know, when um, you're like at a point where you can see all these things in your head, and you and you know what you want to do, and you just can't get it out, and it starts driving you ape shit, right? Yes, so I got, I got to that. this point and uh, I was painting, uh, who was, next? it was like, I think it was like, it was a bunch of like AWR guys, CBS guys. I think I was Ooh, painting. Angels Will Rise and Gabby Stuff. 
Yeah, I think it was I think it was Saber and I was painting with anger. And we were Ooh, all just kind shit. of like starting a production. And I just had a fucking meltdown and I grabbed my crate and I just hucked it at the wall and just fucking basically just walked off cussing and I disappeared for like five years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing just, to be able to go through something like that, you know? Yeah, it just ate me alive. You know, I was just so pissed that I couldn't get it out. It was like uh artist constipation i guess you know what i mean I oh know. dude i can totally totally fucking relate with that man holy shit between artist block sometimes and artist constipation um yeah. but was it being I think around those guys you, that... wait, a second, wait, a second, wait a second wait a second um i think that what you did was was very fucking brave like you were aware of it and, and you confronted it you know yeah. um that you were actually experiencing that because um i've been there before and i haven't you know had the the bravery to to confront the situation like that and i think that retarded me for a while from from growing you know yeah. when you when you come up on a situation like that that means dude you're ready to fucking grow and it's going to come soon you yeah. know and it's just you got to find that gateway you got to find the you know the medium whether it be you know spray painting uh you know acrylics oil fucking sculpting whatever <laughs> the fuck um to uh, to get you there and if you don't you know be realistic and confront that situation and recognize it, recognizing, being aware of it. That's what makes great artists, dude. That's one of the fucking reasons why you're such a great fucking artist. Thank you for sharing that, man. Cause a lot of, a lot of artists out there, they think that the guys like you, you know, they're just, they were always awesome. You know, just always knew what the fuck they're going to do. Always did an awesome shit, you know, and, and, and never had any, uh, any doubts or any, you know, uh, rough times or anything like that. That's honestly what a lot of people fucking think. No, I, I could say I was toy as hell like everybody else. You know what I mean? It's a it's a new medium. It's like, you know, I think we all forget sometimes like like who the fuck do we think we are? We're not superheroes. You can't just like pick yeah. up a, a pen and, and wave it like it's a wand and you're just going to do this amazing shit. You know, it's like unless you're saber or anger or some shit like that, you know, like. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So. <laughs> But James, I, I'm sorry. What were you saying before that I inter really interrupt you? No, you were just saying that, uh, you know, you said you had this freak out moment. Was it because you were around all that talent that you kind of just like uh, had those emotions? Or was it just or... images that you were wanting to accomplish that you couldn't with the tools that you had? <clears throat> I didn't have the tools as far as the teaching. I uh, had okay. all the tools, you know, I, I had all the, I had everything I could use, but I didn't know how to apply it. You know, it's like, I didn't have a strategy. Mm. I didn't know how to, I didn't have a layering, a process a production. I didn't have anything, you know, I didn't have any, any foundation whatsoever. So uh, I actually went to school from there. And uh, I was just going to ask if what you did and okay, yeah. thank you. You're already ahead. So, uh, Go on. My buddy, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Sergio Sanchez. Uh, he's an amazing tattoo artist, amazing fine artist. I mean, yes, yes, I have. Insane, dude. And um, so we went to school together in uh, Sherman Oaks at this small school called um, the uh, Art Academy. And it was owned by this guy, Mark Westermore. And he was an illustrator. He did a lot of the police academy, uh, like really awesome illustrated covers. You know, um, a lot of those kind of covers from the 80s and 90s. That's what he did. He was he was okay. an amazing artist. And um, 
my buddy Sergio was going there for maybe, I don't know, maybe six months, a year before that, before me. And then he was like, dude, just, I was like, I don't have any money. I can't afford to go to the school, you know? And um, he's like, the guy's really cool. He's like, I'm really close with him. He's like, just bring your black book. So I was like, yes. okay, cool. So I just, I brought my black book and uh, he was like, uh, it was cool. He, he, he loved it. But he was like, yeah, you're, you know, you have no figure drawing, you know, your color theory is a little off this, this and that. But then it's yeah, like, yeah, but dude, he knew he could tell by looking at your fucking black book. You had the goddamn <laughs> talent. You got the yeah, talent, just, you got the skill. All you need was a little bit of instruction in the right fucking exactly. tools. That's a great fucking art teacher right there. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. So, yeah, he just um, basically he just had me. uh he had me as a monitor, so I would just come in. I would set up all the lighting, all of the the stages, the poses for the models, set up the models, do uh, you know all the administration, clean the fucking toilet, whatever the fuck it was. You know, it was like this amazing little art school that had like maybe eight rooms, and they were just teaching like the the best of the best, like uh i don't know i went to school with this uh illustrator really good guy uh nathan folks really good painter um paul Wee from the simpsons uh wow this other chick she's the one that came up with the new icy bear like the three-dimensional one back then Shit. just like all these people like went to go do some pretty amazing things and i, I got to have a moment there with them uh but yeah it, it was makes cool. all the difference in the world man you don't need a big yeah. fancy goddamn academy or or you know yeah. university or fancy you know classes or anything like that you find the right people yeah you know and yeah he just let me work off you know whatever time i spent working at the school i would take my classes in exchange so i would be at school sometimes like 12 14 hours a day like every single day we would just wait till the traffic died down and that was pretty much our life for like a couple years there and then i went to uh Los Angeles awesome. Academy of Figurative Art. Nice. Papa, I went there for a little bit. Um, art Center did some stuff. At oh art shit! That's yeah, I just, I just kind of bounced around and and took uh, workshops and you know different That's classes perfect. on the things I needed to learn. And yes. Kind of slowly put them together. And um, yeah, and then I came and then I came back. So then when Dude. I came back. I couldn't do traditional graffiti anymore. Everything was flat. I was so stuck on rendering everything. It just fucked me up. Like I didn't know how to do <laughs> traditional graffiti anymore. No <laughs> it you broke know? you. Yeah. It broke you and made you fucking stronger as hell, man. Holy shit. But those teachers were awesome because they just said they were like, look, this is just the formula. Use whatever medium you want. And I oh, never had fuck, any teacher man. tell me that before. You know, they're like, Yeah. You know, you got your color theory, you got your perspective, you got your figure, your head drawings, you got you got all of it, you know, you got all these yeah. practices now just apply it. Yes, that's kind of when I came in and started doing all the 3D stuff. And I yeah. started doing like, you know, more photorealism, surrealism. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, pretty much from there, I started getting those jobs doing all the uh, commercial advertising yeah. stuff. So then I was just being handed off, like, here's the artwork, paint this, you know? So you got like a couple of days to get in this person's head and figure out how they design this whole thing. So then it mm. led to that, you know? So 
I just started drawing a little bit of everything, you know, like nonstop. And I feel like that's kind of that repetition, Dude. you know, yes. my library got really big there for a minute. <laughs> no one gets as good as you are without going through some fucking hell and putting a ton of time in, you know, like way yeah. past the 10,000 hours they're talking about, you know, fuck yeah, 10,000 hours. We're talking about like 40,000 fucking hours, more like it, you know, um, yeah, can you tell us me about, up sometime. Uh, go ahead, James. Tell us about like CBS crew, Can't Be Stopped crew, man. Because like you mentioned DGD earlier, some earlier crews. Like, what was the process of kind of like joining them and like, uh, you know, what's your and what crew? What crews are that? you are are you um, uh, I guess uh, mm-hmm. a part of these days? Um, just CBS. Uh, I uh, let me see. I uh, did they jump you in? No. <laughs> no, I actually got lucky enough. I um, I got put in. Uh, hold on one second. I gotta blow my nose. Yeah, no worries, man. For those of you who don't know what getting jumped into a fucking crew, um, you know, go fucking Google and watch a goddamn uh, YouTube video or something like that. It's basically, you know, they just beat the hell out of you, you know, for a little while, and then, uh, you know, then you're in, you know, which is uh, usually, you know, more or less for gangster um, type uh, crews. But I think the MSK may have had a something like that in uh, AWR. Um, but uh, I don't take me for word on that because I'm not going to say anything that, uh, you know, that I don't know exactly for sure about these crews because um, they deserve the utmost respect. Okay. You... Um, I I was in the, uh, the other South Bay crew for a while. Uh, it just was, it wasn't that I got out of that crew because I didn't want to be a part of what they had going on. Those guys were all good at what they did, you know, talented, good, good people, whatnot. It's just, uh, I was trying to find, I was trying to find a crew that was kind of geared towards what I wanted to be, you know? So I was, I was trying to find artists like me, artists that were doing things that I wanted to do. So I was like, I have to surround myself by those guys, but I I happened to be friends with some guys that were from CBS. It was my buddy Snow. And mm. uh, he was in TCS and CBS, and TCS was kind of like our our beginner crew to getting into CBS. It was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like the crew you get in before that. But it was like, well, wait, what did TCS stand for? Uh, Tough City Squad. Uh, I think that was like the main the main meaning. Uh, it had a, I don't know, had a bunch of different. Meanings. Oh yeah, every single one of these crews, you know, people they they also have like several other names that that will work with the you know the initials you know yeah so that was uh but that was still like that was still skates crew rob one was in that crew mech was in that crew um a lot of dudes that turned you know out to be legends and in, in what they did down the line but it's like they were kind of grooming us to be what they wanted cbs to look like okay you know, and at that time we had you know a shitload of bombers piecers that were bombers you know it's like i think at that time it was uh you know was mirror one around it was yeah it was mirror and it was axis and it was express axis. oh my god yeah these guys you know, were was, fucking it was that generation. i got in uh i got in tcs in 91 and i got in cbs in 92 and i got out of high school in 93 so i was 17 when i got to cbs damn dude 
Yeah. That's so, impressive. Yeah. So I was in TCS, I think for a year or two. And then, uh, I was hanging out with skate a bunch and, uh, just going out with that guy, just trying to, you know, see what he was doing. Um, my buddy, big five, he was another South Bay guy, uh, circus. There was like a whole generation of, uh, South Bay graffiti artists that came to CBS at that time. And just a little sidebar while we're talking about this. Um, if there's any of these guys that you know, that would actually like to come on, you know, and do something. I know some of these guys, they, they're like, fuck you. I don't do shit like that, which is, you know, totally cool and respectful. But if there are any other guys that, you know, you want to recommend to us that you think uh, or mentioned anything about, you know, wanting to do something like this, you know, we'd be honored. We'd be honored to have these guys on. So I'm sorry, back to you, what you were saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, I forget what I was saying. Uh, you're just talking about different crews at the time that you were in and then the process of kind of the TCS and CBS. then um, CBS. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was, um, so skated past around 93 and uh mm -hmm. like a lot of the first like a lot of the original like cbs guys got put in at the fairfax bleachers because a lot of people went to school there or whatnot that's where they had their meetings so i got i got thrown in the crew in 93 from skate and uh, or 92 and then um that was one of my other mentors that's kind of how skate CBS, yeah got close to me so and then i and he had passed in 93 so i only really had a year or two with the guy mm. but that's that's when i was in cbs and it's like yeah i was inspired by you know axis mirror express those guys and i got to i got to paint with all them early on at you know all the con art uh studio events and whatnot and we did a lot of that stuff early on and um but yeah i've pretty much just been with cbs the whole time uh, I was in WAI for a while. What's uh, that? Um, Wicked and Insane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of what kind of uh, what kind of stuff did you do with them? Uh, they were a lot of the guys I grew up with from from the South Bay, and just kind of like my first my first moments in graffiti. I guess some of the guys that were from high school and whatnot, and they were like maybe a year or two younger than me. Some of them. And um, they ended up getting really good. And then they had a crew and their crew was WAI. And then they were doing some really cool stuff. And I got in it. I, I was in that for a minute. And then uh, years later down the line, I got out of the crew. And uh, I just focused on CVS. Uh, I was in another crew, TDK. That's from uh, Milan, Italy. Wow. And, um, I put a lot. How of did you get involved with them? um uh they were touring down here i think it was like early 2000 something and um me and man one i think hosted them when they were down here it was about a dozen of them their whole crew came down here to paint and do some productions at uh they got some gig at like an apartment building they did like three stories of the parking lot basically oh wow so yeah, it has it was like a wraparound of all this artwork. So we, we painted with them and I kind of helped host them and get them what they needed. We became friends, whatnot. Um went out there to Milan, I think 2008. Wow. Did an event with them out there. And uh yeah, and then just I've yeah, I've toured a lot of Europe and, and dude, how about them Italian girls, huh? <laughs> all right. Fashion week. Oof. Yeah, it was, know, it was cool, man. I was I was blown away. I think that was the first time I've ever been out, you know, 
on the, to Europe or whatnot. So it was, oh, it was okay. a cool experience. Yeah, big graph show in a, in like a soccer coliseum. It was amazing. Holy Are shit! Are you over there? What's that? How long were you over there? Oh, uh, I think it was about three weeks. Oh man, that's enough time to get yourself in some trouble. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are European graph writers like similar to like American graph writers or is there like a culture gap to you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> everyone's different, I guess. I don't, but, uh, I don't find them hostile at all. I don't feel like I have to come <laughs> hard at, Territorial. I, I, personally, I, yeah. I'm just saying just from styling, I found that like just the shit you see on the streets in Europe is so much cleaner, man. A lot of times, you know, like the guys really really study it like a lot of, being from la like you'll see all sorts of like stuff like uh you'll see some really clean stuff here in la but then you'll see the guy who basically maybe just started you know what i mean he's got a single can no no cap or anything like that basically right you know what i mean so it's, it's just interesting to me um i haven't we haven't met we've met a few uh european graffiti artists and like i said maybe uh just the background but i just wanted to know your kind of your your point of view on that uh yeah i mean i i I don't know. I don't know if it's a holdup, you know, it's, I can't say that like, you know, I think we're all, I think our graffiti is kind of based off our environment, you know, where yeah. we're definitely indigenous to, to what, you know, to what's, what's around us in that way. We have like, you know, like New York can be grimy in a different way than LA and, yeah. and LA is just as bad, you know, but at least here, I think I'm street smart and I know what to look for and how to keep myself safe and whatnot. Not yes. that that's like really an issue, but it's just something that you grow into, right? It's And you don't have to worry about that so much over there, right? Yeah, it comes with the territory, you know, but but I mean, it's not like there's not, you know, thieves and fucking you're going to get robbed or you can't get robbed over there. This shit happens out there, too. But right. I, I just kind of feel like, you know, if you can do graph in L.A. or if you can do graph in L.A. or, or in New York you can probably do graph in any other place you know because we got a lot of cops and we got a lot of a lot of different things to interact with it's it's a different kind of environment mm, very true, very yeah, true. yeah you know and, and i don't i don't feel like they i haven't met a lot of aggressive european graffiti artists you know what i mean they're I think a lot of them are really cool. They're really good artists. They don't. Yep, I agree. And I think a lot of them don't see it the same way that we do. Like you say street art, you say graffiti to them. It's the same exact thing sometimes. Yeah. And then there's yeah. some people that are old school and they just, you know, they're like, this is, this is our thing. And, and, you know, this is, this, it's like, I don't know. I, I guess I guess with that being said too, I feel sometimes like, yes, graffiti and street art have similarities in them, but then in a in a state like this where graffiti hasn't been decriminalized, it could also be used as a safe word. Because yeah. I can't use graffiti in meetings. I can't use graffiti of course, yeah. Certain clients because they don't really understand what the hell it is. Nope. And I can't and just, I mean, I've, I've actually mentioned this a couple of times. <clears throat> I've also mentioned that I'll never say this to any, you know, um, hardcore fascist uh, graffiti writers face as well. <laughs> but technically, um, graffiti is um, it's not tags and stuff like that. Like technically graffiti is anything that has words connected to it, has lettering, 
that actually conveys a message like an advertisement or something like that, that's graffiti. Now, if, he, if these guys are doing these fancy fucking wild style letters that even guys in their own crew are having a hard time telling you what, you know, what is, what letter is what and everything, it becomes abstract. Okay. And if you're doing abstract pieces in the street, that's not graffiti. That's, that's art. That's more, that's more like street art. Okay. Technically. But the terminology that has been used and accepted, that's a different matter. That that's where it gets down to what you're like, what you're talking about. Um, right. And that's why I'll never have that conversation with any old school guys that are fascists. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. You didn't grow up here. You don't know what the fuck <clears throat> you're talking about. Yeah. I had one of those conversations. I was like, I'm going to learn from this. <laughs> Some people yeah. you just cannot make sense to, or, um, you know, you or even try, but they can actually do just as good, if not better artwork than you. <laughs> Right, right. So you, you accept them for, you know, what the, what you can, um, what, what influence you can get from them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, I'd rather hang out with the, with a guy that's a, a complete asshole, but it's an amazing artist that I can learn from than some guy who is just so super nice and everything. And, but is, you know, kind of a, eh, eh, you know, kind of mediocre artist, you know, I'm willing to, to sacrifice that to, to learn and, <laughs> and get better and, and, and develop, you know? Yeah, um, that's a that, that's a that, that's a tough decision for me, man. Because I I don't like assholes, man. But I know what you mean. <laughs> Some guys, you you know, they're the master. You gotta learn from them, man. And uh, they're dicks, man. But uh, Ditch, I I think your style is so cool, man. And it, I don't. Do you have like a name for like your specific style? Because I mean, I want to say it kind of looks like this is just from my observation, man. I, and I don't. I'm just saying it kind of looks like kind of like crab legs a lot of times like you know in a lot of your lettering and stuff like like insect like kind of legs i, I don't know i mean okay like you're said, talking I'm, about his lettering not his not his rendering yeah 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 his lettering man do you have like a sorry man i'm butchering it sounds man. like they like, do i don't have any fucking crab legs these guys been painting i don't know what the fuck well, i mean about. like like i said i can't i, I would say his rendering something. style is is uh um hyper realistic surrealism mm-hmm. would you yeah. i mean yes it was, See? Nice, nice man. Look at that. Nice. Yeah. That's why we got the expert here. But uh, is that would you call it though? I mean, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think yeah. My, my, my. The main things I focus on at the moment are definitely like hyperrealism, um, surrealism, and you know, th- different styles of three dimensional art. Like I, I like, I kind of like that place and I like mixing them all now too. Like that's kind of yeah. more of like, um, I've done a couple of pieces. Uh, I don't know if you remember the styles, like after I stopped kind of doing more of the like Gundam transformer. Yeah. Gundam. Okay, that's, that's what it is, man. I yeah. mean, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah as yeah, you yeah. can tell, I'm a big nerd at the same time. <laughs> so it's like, I, yeah, I grew We're up. We're all fucking that. nerds. And sometimes, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just went to Comic Con, you know. I, I just, <laughs> nice. I'm a fucking. You didn't cosplay son. though, right? I'm, I'm just saying. Huh? I, I can't see you as a cosplaying kind of guy, dude. Like, no. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I got parts of costumes, but I'm not like rolling out like that. No. <laughs> I'd be a but, fucking big ass Mandalorian. <laughs> that's but yeah, what were you saying? The style after you did the Gundam? What, what was it after? Um. So yeah, it's just kind of like a mix of just. Uh, I don't know, just taking like 
different textures, different styles, different like eras of art. I don't know if you guys seen them, any of the newer ones I've done, like the ones I did at the, the W, it's a piece that says dream. The other one says drama. I'll, I'll try to pull, like, huh? normally we can pull, pull them Yeah, up. see if you can. Yeah. Um, James is good with that. I'm the fucking caveman over here. Like <laughs> we're we're kind of doing work, some. You know? uh... I'm just having a shit storm trying to get the fucking audio hooked up. I'm just already going. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear to God, like 1,500 hairs. I mean, I've already got a fucking bald patch back there. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> you hooked it up. You know? <laughs> well, you know, I, I figured it's a blank canvas. You know, I got to put something back there. And at the same yeah. time, I told my wife, I'm like, trust me, so you're going to be thankful that I got that particular tattoo someday. And um, it wasn't long after the hair had grown back in from getting the fucking tattoo. We were in downtown LA going to, um, I can't remember that. Oh, it, it was like a pop-up type gallery, but it was um, right there on like Los Angeles uh, street and like fifth area right there, right next to Skid Row, basically. Hmm. And um, we walked up to this cross, you know, crosswalk getting ready to go across the street and a couple of, um, I assume they're all from 18th Street gang because I saw an 18 on this kid's uh, knee and uh, young kids, but, you know, wearing fucking black and, you know, uh, black T-shirt, black shorts and um, checking out the wife, you know, because she was, you know, she's attractive. And so um, I just very casually um, got down on one knee to retie one of my shoes and I was going <laughs> like clearing out my nose like I had just done some cocaine and was clearing it out or something like that to make sure that they would look down at my fucking head. Right. Mm. So when I stood back up, they weren't looking at us anymore, mm. you know? And so I didn't say shit. They didn't say shit. When we got to the gallery, I said, sweetie, do you understand what happened back there? And she was like, I think I do. I'm like, believe me, um, guys like that appreciate that type of thing. Okay. Cause I'm a, I'm a knife specialist. Um, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't, it, it, you know, at that time, what was that, uh, like 12, 10, 10 years ago, 11 years ago? They don't want to hear some fucking 43-year-old white guy tell them, hey, you know, you, you better watch yourself. I'm, I'm good with a knife, you know. They don't want to hear that fucking bullshit, you know, because then they got to have a response to it, you know. And then there's three of them there, and there's shit escalates real fucking fast, you know. So to a knife fight, or what was it, brought a knife to a gunfight? There wouldn't have been any kind of <laughs> fight, bro. I'm, I'm good with a knife, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you can do more damage with a knife if you can touch somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you're that close. I guarantee you, I can do more damage with my knives than someone came with a gun. Right. And my knives, they don't get, you know, they don't misfire. You know, they don't run out of bullets. They're very silent. You know, you don't have to worry about cops coming around after you slice somebody up or something. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, they appreciate that. They appreciate the fact that okay. <laughs> We don't need to be a part of this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't feel like going to the goddamn I don't feel like having to take one of you motherfuckers to the emergency room. So let's just, yeah. Yeah, it's always the best case scenario, right? <laughs> yeah. Move on with your night. <laughs> so yeah, once I once that happened, I was like, yeah. So I call that my uh my uh safety and you know security uh tattoo. Nice. Yeah. yeah man I, do, I like i said normally we can pull it up but i'll just go ahead and put it up in the episode like uh the, the i'll try to find the w hotel yeah, yeah it's fine but it's dude, just man, basically I mean, like a mixed match of just different kind of three-dimensional styles that will either make out the name or um just kind of give a certain feeling of something um like the drama one i was trying to use elements 
of like celebrating like uh, Hollywood, but then telling a story of that kind of drama or whatnot. So there's just like uh, red carpets and Oscars and just like actor related objects, film. Um, just trying to, I guess, I guess that's a little bit of Norman Rockwell right there coming through again, trying to like. It is actually. You do the artwork, yeah. but a lot of the artwork is. I like oh, the much much sharper edge. Yeah. I, li- I oh. like to try to create something that has more longevity. Like, I, I don't, yes. I don't so like it's more timeless. You, yeah. Like when you look at something and you can just digest it right off the bat and you're like, oh, that's that. Then, then your brain kind of acts like it solved the problem and it just keeps moving. Yep. And it does not remember it. Yeah. So I feel like if I can add things that, that I know that I really like and most people never see, some people will come by and relive those moments because they appreciate those just extra little touches you added you know and they won't be able to get it out of their fucking mind because they're they're trying to figure it out you know yeah that's wise man that's some good stuff bro dude man your characters are just your character work and just all your i guess hyper realism is that what you're calling it each i mean like i said forty thousand fucking hours man you know like i said it's insane tons of fucking willpower over patience yeah yeah big fan man so uh like i said just you know thank you for joining us today man and uh oh, like i course. said teach Fuck. it's it's been an hour already of course I mean, it went by like that fucking fast man i knew it would next time i feel like we got to go uh you know when we have the whole video crew and everything going to his studio and kind of like do an episode or something like that man it would be are awesome you kidding to me i'm gonna out. be sitting there all fucking fanboy and like yeah look at that <laughs> holy shit man that's Huh? Oh, we want to. Okay, yeah. Uh, hold on. Just, oh, wow, man. But you know, yeah, hey, it is a much for- more um, visceral um, experience. At least for us, it is. Um, and you know, uh, I mean, dude, one of the reasons why we do this is because we get to meet amazing people like you and and hang out with them. You know, um, and you know. Uh, what we need to get back to is, is just what we were saying, you know, like that, that experience, that energy, that energy right. that you get from hanging out with somebody that you respect as much as I respect you. Um, dude, it's better than any, any fucking drug um, that I've ever done. You know, um, like no I said, man, I the only side effects, the only side effects are fucking happiness and, and, a, and an appetite, you know? So <laughs> dude, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, we'd love to have you on again sometime when we, get our crew together. Um, you know, maybe uh, if you're doing a piece or something like that, it'd be cool to be able to, um, you know, come maybe do like a time-lapse of that. And then after the, after you're done with it, maybe we had to sit down and, and uh, have another, another little interview. Cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah man. I love, I love it Dude. when like graffiti artists reference like classic artists, man, because it kind of ties it all together. You Fuck know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, man. And like I said, thank Hammers you so at home much. That, you know what, as an artist, you, you know, um, if you have any bit of fucking desire at all, you know, to try something different than what you've been doing, you know, true artists, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you want to try to continue developing and uh, it doesn't have to be like drastic, you know, differences or whatever. Sometimes it's subtle things. Sometimes it's drastic, you know, but um, one of the ways of keeping life more interesting and, and keeping your brain sharp and not falling into, you know, some of these fucking neurological diseases and stuff like that is by keeping those, you know, those synapses, you know, interested in, in firing. And, uh, you know, obviously our man Ditch here is, uh, is some good, really good fucking fuel for that. So, um, yeah, man, Ditch, you I know, look what, forward to getting to hang out with you, man. 
I've seen so many of your murals around town, man. I didn't even know they were you, bro. And uh, now that I've like actually gotten an opportunity, because you don't sign all your all, all your work, right? A lot of times, uh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. He doesn't so, need like, to, dude. <clears throat> no, I know, I know. I'm just God saying, didn't like, uh, sign Earth when he was done, did he? <laughs> I love that, man. I love that, man. It's just like doing it just for just just for you know, like I said, because you can, man. It doesn't it doesn't matter about the credit because you, you know in your heart that. You know, I mean, that's dope. However, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he does, and you should because, you know, you get an advertiser out there that, that wants to pay the fucking money. You know, you want to have that contact information on there. Speaking of contact information and everything, um, what, uh, how, what's the best way to, for people to get in touch with you that are interested in, uh, in your work? Um, throw down your show, socials. Uh, BlankCanvasLA.com. That's uh, that's the Miro company. Um, my wife would deal with any kind of scheduling, contacting, uh, whatever would make that easier. Or just hit me up on my Instagram, Ditch66. And um, yeah, I communicate with everybody. I don't have any weird holdups or whatnot. You're not a snob, right? You're not a fascist. Nah, man, I'm I'm having fun. You know, I love what I'm doing. I don't I don't have any holdups. We love people like that in graffiti, <laughs> man, because, uh, uh, yeah, said, you know, I mean, it's always good to inspire the artists, man. Thank you so much, Dish, for uh, uh, kicking it with us today, man. And uh, we'll see, hope to see you soon, brother, okay? Thank you for having me. Yeah, for the listeners, follow us at PTTV Show. Leave us a review on iTunes. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Love Deftones, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastrayart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace.